Ready? Go. Hey everyone, it's Heather Whaley. This over here is Frank Whaley. Today is Friday, January 27th. A.K.A. The Citadel. The Citadel? A.K.A. Lucille Balls. Oh my God. Um, I'm sick. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I've been but sick all week. You can hear it. The show the must go on. The people listening to this can, can hear how sick I am. They're like right now reaching for the hand sanitizer just at the sound of my voice. Um... I was reading about something. Well, I'm sorry to hear you're sick, but thanks you know, for the sympathy, Frank. But you know, um, back in my day, if you got sick, you know, you had to grin and bear it and deal with it. And so, you know, I, I suggest instead of sitting there pitying yourself and is that what I'm doing? I'm sitting there, sitting there pitying myself, flaking. You um, knuckle up and put on a good show for the people. All right, I will. I got it. Under control. When you I were was reading about something, yeah. Well, when I was a kid growing up um, in Syracuse, New York, in the snow belt, um, it was pretty damn cold, always cold in the winter, especially. And as you may or may not know, Heather, I grew up in a house built of damn rusty nails and wet cardboard. No insulation whatsoever, right? You could, people would huddle together trying to stay warm. I go to bed, we had a cat. I put a hat, that cat, I try to put that cat on my head like a damn fur hat. Try to stay warm. Anything to stay warm. In the, in the middle of the winter, you go in, the, in, the, in that little damn bathroom and the, stand in front of the, John to pee, the pee would turn to ice, icicle. Okay, well, it was cold. It was cold. Icicles before yeah. it got to the damn John. You had, to, you had to crack the urine on the way down. Oh God. It was so damn cold. My father, I remember once it was an ice storm, and we were driving. My father was driving me somewhere. I think he might have been driving me to school. I don't even know. I don't remember. But there was no snow tires on that thing. It was like, it was like driving that Chevy Impala. Only one door worked. Everybody had to get in and out of the passenger door. So I had to climb over the back seat and get to get out of the car. You've become like a caricature of like the guy who's like, when I was a kid, we had to walk uphill and there was four feet of snow and the damn Impala didn't have snow tires. People would line up uh, um, uh, places to watch my family get out of this car. It's like loading out of a car. People, it's like a carnival act. People would like it. There was no muffler on it. You could hear the car coming 16 miles away. But anyway, one time, one time it was an ice storm, and there was so, it was like raining ice. Ice was coming out of the sky. It was so cold. And the, the, the wires, we were driving, the wires um, fell on top of the car. And my father, like a damn fool that he was, climbed out of the passenger uh, window because the car doors wouldn't, none, as I mentioned, none of the car doors open. They had to climb out the pass. The only way to get in and out of the car was through the passenger window. He climbed out of the car and with his bare hands pulled the wire, live wires off the car. I, was, I, I watched it unfold. I thought that any minute this man's going to get electrocuted and my life's going to get a lot better. But it didn't happen. Anyway, what? why am I telling you all this? I, I can't I was, imagine. I was reading about a polar bear attack. 
And I know you love to hear about bear attacks, right? Was this... Okay, go on. This shit was in Wales, Alaska. Which is, Where is that? It's further, further than Anchorage. I mean, I'm, I'm not up on my Alaska geography at all. It's in the north, northernmost part, right? Yes, it's near the Bering Sea. Okay. Anyway, this lady, Summer Myomic. They named her Summer because she lives in a place where it's winter all year long. Bundled her baby against the freezing winds whipping off the Bering Sea. Stepped outside into a blur of blowing snow. Okay, she was... Stepped outside of her home? Yeah, it was a short walk from the school where she had visited relatives to the health clinic about 150 yards. She was coming out of a school. Okay. Um, but the young mother could hardly have seen where she was going or the terror that was approaching. My summer, Myomic, 24, and her son, one-year-old Clyde, oh, no. made it just beyond the front of the Kingomiet School in Wales, Alaska. The what just school? King, uh, K-I-N-G-I-K-M-I-U-T. Kingomiet. Okay. Just before the Arctic Circle, when a polar bear emerged from the impenetrable snow squall and mauled them. Jesus, her baby too? It was the first polar bear attack in 30 years in Alaska. The only U.S. state that is home to the animals. That's a reason not to live in motherfucking Alaska. Oh, God. As the attack unfolded, the principal ordered a lockdown, closed the blinds. I'd rather have a school shooter, I think. Oh, my God. Stop no, it. I, stop I, would, it. I, would, I wouldn't mind. Stop it. it. No. Stop it. Stop it. The principal ordered a lockdown and closed the blinds so the children couldn't see what was happening outside the entrance. Several employees and the community nobody, members... Nobody ran out to help her? They were just like, don't look, don't look. Well, you're going to go out there and say, to, try to get that polar bear off her? Yes, I would try to like get its attention so at least you know divert it so she would have a chance to get up and, and run, and then I would slam the door again. Not me. Several employees and community members left the safety of the building and tried to scare away the bear with shovels. That, that would have been me. I tell you what that bear said when he saw his people shovels. He said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me finish eating this little baby, and then I'm going to come and kick your ass with oh, that shovel. No, no. The mauling stopped temporarily, but only when the animal turned on them, and they rushed back inside. Hell yeah, you know they hauled ass. Principal Don Hendrickson slammed the door in the face of the charging bear, possibly saving lives. Why would that bear knock down that door? Okay, what happened to the lady and her baby, Summer and Clyde? I'm getting there. That bear made a Summer and Clyde salad. That's what that happened. The polar bear was chasing them and tried to get in as well, said the principal. Just terrific. Something you never think you would get, you would, you would ever experience. There's no law enforcement in Wales. No law enforcement in Wales. So wait, wait, hold on. You know what they could have done? If they, if they had been thinking, they could have um, put the, if there was like a, like a foyer kind of area of the school, they could have rushed really quickly into like the, an inner room and shut the door and trapped the polar bear inside the school, but in a room where it couldn't get out. How about this? How about having a, a, a shotgun inside that school? And when people say, why do you have that shotgun sitting in the lobby? Because there's polar bears out here, motherfucker. That's what I would say. 
There's no law enforcement in Wales. So with the bear still outside, a call went out to community members for help. What the fuck? A person who has not been identified showed up with a gun and killed the bear as it continued to maul Summer and her son. It appears the mother and toddler had no idea what was coming because of low visibility. The immediate family was living at the school temporarily while they were fixing electrical issues in their home. This is a messed up town. No so law like a shelter. No also. law enforcement. Polar bears. According to a post on GoFundMe, a fundraising site established to help the family in the face of unfathomable tragedy and heartbreak. I'm going to send them some money. Yeah, we'll post the GoFundMe on our, on our Instagram or something like that. Jesus, are they okay? Do they live? It's a whaling community, Wales. Do they live? Are you crazy? Oh, God. Frank, you want a letter? Go to it. Okay. So this is a letter. Before you do that, I got bad news. What's that? Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal are no longer friends. Well, yeah, because Ryan Reynolds is friends with Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know what that's got to do with it, but. You know what he did to, what Jake Gyllenhaal did to Taylor Swift? I know he kept her damn scarf. Yeah, and. Taylor Swift named several characters in songs after the children of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. They're really good friends. Um, evidently, I'm they were still friends even even up to this point. Evidently, um, they were very close friends. It's a scratcher. It's a head scratcher for their mutual friends. An insider revealed. About the fallout, the pair met on 27 sci-fi thriller, Life. I'm sure that's a great movie. What What are you talking about? The pair met on 27 sci-fi thriller? What? On 20, you can't, are you, can't you hear? You de, are you what is deep? That? What is that, 27? 2017 sci-fi, oh, sci-fi, sci-fi thriller. A movie called Life, which I bet Never is a big fat piece of shit. I wish a polar bear would come and eat that movie. It's rare in our industry to meet someone a contemporary and there's no competition, Ryan once gushed about his friendship with Jake. There are just some friends you meet at a certain time in your life, but that may have been part of the problem. Ryan was something of a mentor to Jake back then, continued the source. Friends think it was Jake who stepped away to be his own man. Why is he such a... What does that mean? Pussy. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm sorry to is say that it. What, is that a quote from Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. No, that's a quote from Frank. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm sorry to say, said Ryan Reynolds. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they've gone their separate ways. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I, I guarantee they, like, guarantee Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, like, totally competitive with Ryan Reynolds and vice versa. Those guys, you know. I don't think Ryan Reynolds would be competitive with Jake Gyllenhaal. Ryan Reynolds, I think, is doing much better. He's better looking. He's got like a wife and kids. He's got his own gin company and he's got a cell phone company and he's like the nicest guy ever. You don't know anything about Ryan Reynolds. I know everything about I'm telling you all the things about Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he, Ryan Reynolds is probably the biggest dick no, face on no, the planet. You've met him and you said he was very nice. Very nice. So take that back. I did meet him. I met yeah, him in a gym. Yeah, you say that everybody's a dick face. That's your problem. 
You you say everybody's a dick face and everybody sucks. You bring up a good point. I did meet Ryan Reynolds. I forgot about that. I met him in a gym in in in, in the hotel in Vancouver, and not and only he was really sweet because well, you asked him for an autograph. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> well, it was just me and him in this gym at this time, at this moment, and when I saw him. I mean, the guy is in such perfect condition. His body is beautiful. See? And he was wearing like, um, you know, like a sleeveless shirt. I still remember it. And some shorts, very well-fitting shorts. What did he smell like? Musk. Musk? And, yeah, like, he smelled like... What did you smell like? Mollusk. I probably smelled like... I probably smelled like, I don't know, like a citrusy body odor. But... Body odor. Yeah, I don't know what I smelled like. I'm not sure I have a smell, but he, he had a, he had a, he His smelled pheromor- like pheromones were attracting you. He smelled like, like sandalwood. Yeah, like like sort of an animal mixed with sandalwood. But he was splendidly beautiful, and and um, he was really nice. I don't really remember our conversation. I do remember. Yeah, he was friendly. He was nice, and we talked. He was, you know, he, he was familiar with my work. As a performer in the show, in the showbiz arena, and um, we revealed it was it brought up that we live in the same neck of the woods, I think. Yeah, he lives not far from here. Well, we were gonna we were gonna exchange numbers. I don't know why I didn't just put his damn number on my phone. You and I could be hanging out with Blake Lively. They'd be naming kids after us. Oh my god! They'd be naming their ba- new baby Frank. Uh, Maybe not. Anyway, those two guys aren't friends anymore. I, and, and and according to the same thing that I was reading, J-Lo put the kibosh on uh, Ben Affleck's friendship with Tom Brady. Why? I mean, why do these people have to be friends with other A-list celebrities? Why can't they just have... It took me... Okay, so you switched from talking about Jake Gyllenhaal and then you're talking about Ben Affleck. And to to be perfectly honest... I got them completely confused in my head, and I was picturing Jake Gyllenhaal when you said, because they're kind of the same. And I thought, which, he's married to Jennifer Lopez? I still think it's weird that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married, but whatever. What do I know? They're all the same. They all look the same, these guys. And um, I know, I don't have any friends, and I think you come to a point in your life where it's not good to have friends anymore. And... um that's just my own personal philosophy. Oh my god, you're so. And because you know, the older you get, the less you can trust people. They just have to get you. And but that said, I would probably be friends with, um, with Ryan Reynolds because, um, you know, he smelled so damn good. How about that letter now, Frank? You what want do you that think letter? I smell like? I think you smell like ivory soap. Just my bottom, just my my just my natural scent. What's my natural scent? It's if you had to describe it. Like like um, rain, like a summer rain. Mm. That isn't that a isn't that a douche? <laughs> I smell like a I smell like a feminine product. Yeah, no feminine. Uh, like I, feminine. I meant actually the summer, like rain in the summer, but. Oh. But then I thought, wait, wait a second. That's a, that's a some what, sort of a, what what is a douche? It's it's like a a wash for your insides. 
What do you mean? Like a, you, I don't. I. What I, do you mean your insides? Like a like, like a, gut? like it flushes out. No, like in your in your uh, vagina. I knew what a douche was. I just I wanted know. to hear you say that. Okay. Did you ever? Let me ask you this, and tell me. I've if never this is, used a douche. Really? You're not supposed to. They're bad. They're, people they're still, unhealthy. So, do do you know of people that? I don't know anyone who uses those. You've never met anyone who you you've never. It's not something that people discuss generally, but most people that I know would never use one. If you were going to use one, what flavor would it be? Oh God! Or what? What? uh, Not flavor, but you know, like what? Because I imagine they come like summer rain probably is like lavender. So you so women so there are certain women who want their private parts to smell. Like a certain thing. I, but it's not, it doesn't work like that. I don't want to get into this. I don't want to have this whole discussion about a douche. It's gross. But it's, but you know, if you, you know, there are certain things you need to talk about. You can't, you can't pretend you they don't no, exist. No, you don't Guess, need to talk. You can't sweep it under the rug. Nobody needs to talk about this. Nobody needs to. I'm just wondering, like, there's no need. I'm just wondering if, if you and I met and, and you were the kind of person that used a douche and it was like, you, and it was like bubble I would gum. do like a pine tree, like pine tree scent, like in the taxis. Christmas have, tree? Like a pine, you know, when they have those little things hanging over the mirror and it smells like a pine tree. I can just imagine like the first time you and I were intimate, I would like I'd, cedar. I'd be like, mmm, Christmassy. Yeah. Um, okay. So how about that letter, Frank? Um, I, would like, I would like it to be like a cherry or bubblegum. That's what I would like you to douche with. Oh my God. It's so gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, Okay. I mean, it's not gross. There's nothing gross about vaginas. So sometimes, a le- like, we get an email, and it catches my attention because I think, wait, hold up. This is something I never knew about my husband, the person that I've lived with for, like, 537 years at this point. And this is one of those letters. It says... Do they make a douche for the booty? Booty hole? Oh, God, I have no idea. Maybe that's, people could write in and let us know if that's a thing that exists. That's really gross. So, like, that's... I mean, it's not gross, but I mean, it's it stands to reason that they would do something like that. I, I'm sure they do. There's all kinds of products you can buy. Go ahead. Okay, this says, Frank, we were in high school together. Oh no! I remember you as being quiet, quiet. I remember you as being a quiet boy, and writing the poem for the prom program. There was a program for your prom, and it had a poem in it, and you wrote it, Frank. We used to hang at McChesney Park. They didn't sign it. Do you know who this is from? Uh, no, who did you but hang you, with if at you McChesney show me Park? like the the email, what's is there? It was an was it emailed or was it? In Let's the... talk about this poem. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, did other people write poems for the program or just it you? wasn't? Wow, I haven't. I, that's that's crazy. If, well, it wasn't for the program for the. For the prom, it was a program for the for the for the um, for the uh, graduate. <clears throat> excuse me, the graduation. Oh, ceremony. I was in. I was. It wasn't the year I was graduating. It was the eleventh. It was first of all. I never went to a damn prom. I went to one prom on a blind date. Yeah, my junior prom was a blind date. My friend sent me up with her friend and went to a different school. This girl refused to get up off the chair. Um, the song was uh, Celebrate uh, by Cool and the Gang. I wanted to dance. Couldn't dance because I'm a nice guy and I had to sit with her. Anyway, 
But this poem, yeah, I, I, my, my um, 11th grade English teacher was very... Uh, what was their name? Her name was Mrs. Starosik. Mrs. Starosik. Starosik. Mrs. Starosik. Um, I still remember her. She looked like the, the um, she looked like Gabe Carter's wife on Walking Back Carter. Oh, sexy. She was really cute. I had a thing for her. She was she she had like she wore like dungarees, flared dungarees. Dungarees. Yep. And with big pockets in the back. Dungarees. Did she buy them at the general <sighs> store in 1870? And she would wear silk blouses, and I just would my I would just sit there in the back of that damn class. That's why I was so quiet because I was just like my mom was wandering all over Mrs. Tarosik's damn body, and with all due respect to everyone, but I I mean I was 11th grade and I was you know so how not she, not she, not in favor with the females she asked you to write a poem she so recognized a, a she talent. was my english teacher and you know she she noticed that a i like to read books and also i was you know i could put string a sentence together on like some on like most of my damn classmates a bunch of here you go again numb nuts here you go again okay but so she said she asked me would you like to write um like a short poem or something. I don't even remember what it was. She said something like something for the, for the program. Cause she was putting it together evidently, you know, and I don't remember the details. This was 50 freaking years ago, but I do remember what I wrote. Believe it or not. What did I you write? It was, uh, it was, it was actually really good. Okay. I wrote times like, or times as these or like these, I hope you didn't say times as these. Times as these. Times as these. I'm sorry. No. Times, times like these are priceless for one. It's almost like a haiku. 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 Haiku is at what five, seven, and five. I, I don't remember. Um, times, times as these are. Times like these are priceless. For one, no, it's not a haiku. Times like these are priceless. For one cannot put a price on time itself, which is beautiful. And and true, okay. And I was in eleventh grade. Okay, so times times like these. Don't are, you dare criticize. Times what I wrote. like these are priceless. I'm just trying to get to the meaning of this poem. Times okay. like these are priceless simple. because one cannot put a price on time itself. Itself. So that tells me that it's priceless. In and all time is priceless. No. This moment here, the moment yesterday, the moment tomorrow, and so there's actually no significance to this moment right now compared to all other moments because it's all priceless. Well, no. I mean, if you break it down that far, yeah. But but basically what I'm saying is, in my what, what I'm saying in my poem is, excuse me, time is not something that you can stamp with a price tag. People like you can't understand that because you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're out there, you know, not, not thinking, uh, but what I'm saying. Did you have to submit several poems and she picked the one she liked? I, I, I think I just, I don't did know she, how. She did. She didn't say, uh, give us another, give us another pass. No, I think what she said to me was like, she was one of the, like, as you, I, I think mean, I, that to me is like you phoned it in, Frank, to be perfectly honest. Wow. Times like these are priceless because you can't put a price on time. Okay. A, I was like. Um, six, 16 years old, not, uh, you know, I was, I'm not like, you know, Robert Frost. If it was the end of your junior year, you were 17. The only time I was Robert Frost is when I was, um, had like trying to stay warm in my damn bed at night. That's the only time I was Robert Frost. 
Other times I was just Frank, little Frank Whaley. But yeah, um, I'm sorry that it's not up to up to you know up to your um, standard. But I can tell you, Mr. Osik, I remember this. Like my whole life, I only got three compliments, as you know. Yeah, yeah. You look good in blue. That was Mr. There was Osik, the guy who picked you up hitchhiking, who grabbed your knee, put his leg hand on my on my inner thigh. And you got that, that's that's not a compliment. I way. took it as one. I had to take what I could get. And the, the only other one was my father once said, you got a good arm because I threw uh, threw a rock over the house. And Mr. Rosick asked you to write a poem for the program. That's a huge compliment. Incidentally, the rock nearly hit Becky Fidelli, my next door neighbor, who was grilling a sausage outside at the time. But having your English teacher ask that you write a poem that the whole school and all their families and stuff are going to read is quite a compliment. I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm kind of shocked, too, because that poem is mediocre at best. Well, you know, she, like, I remember, I remember, I think one of the things was, like, uh, one of the books we read that year was The Outsiders. And I had some interesting insight into the into that book. I don't remember Because you exactly. knew how they got their hair just like that. I don't remember exactly is that when you started wearing your hair like that? When the out when the outsiders? No. Nah. Outsiders? No, no. I was strictly parted down the middle, Scott Bale, feathered back. Um, except once my bro- I, I my brother, you know, um, convinced me that he he that to cut my hair, and he gave me like a Dorothy Hamill haircut. Like I mean, it was I don't know why I agreed to let my brother cut my hair, but I I mean it was it was it was preposterous. When I was in seventh grade, I got my hair cut short. The guy cut it way shorter than I wanted. My brother got all his friends to call me Joe. That's uh. I was I was humiliated. It sounds so stupid and sim- like such a simple-minded thing. Oh, hey, Joe! But I I was so upset. Well, look at it like this. You can't put a price on time itself. All right, everyone. Uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, my, kick ass, kick it's ass. It's my brother's birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Jason. I don't think he listens to this podcast. So that's my brother. On Sunday is his birthday if you see him. And on Tuesday, it's my sister Lindsay's birthday. How crazy is that? I don't think she listens to this either. And for Mr. Osik, I don't know when your birthday is, but I just want to say if you're still alive and happen to be listening to this. you're still rocking those dungarees. Bye. This is not very good podcast content.